0: Welcome into the Golf Club. That's right. It's the Golf Club. I'm John Yerkovich. Alongside me is going to be Randy Merkin today on the initial running, the inaugural running of the Golf Club here on ESPN Radio 1000. Actually, it's the podcast. The Golf Club podcast. We're going to make these available to you every single Wednesday. It is the good kid, Johnny, king King of all birdies, Yerkovich, and my guy, Randy Merkin, that's going to join, uh, join along. Both of us possessors of what? Holes in
1: one. That's right. And Rain you know Burke what? I, you me. know what I learned, York, this What'd week. You learn is that uh, if you have plural, it's hole in ones, not holes in one. It's well, guess what? Ones. You've got hole in ones, and I, I congratulate you Thank on you. that. Thank
0: you. And I've got one. And what we're going to do here on the golf club is we're going to do a little bit of everything. We're going to talk about golf courses. We're going to talk about golf equipment. We're going to talk about golf technology. We're going to talk about the state of the game today in the in this uh, the state of the game in the state of Illinois. And what Governor Pritzker has done to finally allow golf out there. And whether any of what he does and any of what he says makes sense to the golf community. We'll get to that a little bit later on. We're also going to touch base on the uh, golf trip that I took out to beautiful Pebble Beach, Monterey Peninsula. Played all the golf courses out there. Was out there for six glorious days. We had ourselves a little bit of fun out there. Also, the BMW Championship scheduled to play in August at Olympia Fields Country Club. We've uh, got some initial reports out from uh, from sources that have given us an indication of what that may or may not look like. At least initially, what the plans are here in early May. So we're going to have a lot of fun, and so, uh, it's golf. That's what we're talking about. Golf, Randy.
1: So I think, Yerk, what uh, what you just described there is it's it's going to be for this this podcast. The golf club will be great for the hardcore golf fans like myself and you, but also also for the novice golf fans as well. Uh, someone who maybe isn't a big golf fan and wants to become a bigger golf fan or just likes listening to uh, hear people talk about the great game of golf. So uh, it's going to be fun each week, right. every, every Wednesday. And, you know, York, what I want to hear from you, because I've, I've covered a U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. I covered Tiger when he lapped the field, but I've never played that course. i walked it, I've never played it. But I want to hear your whole experience, all the courses you played, because I've heard it's an unbelievable golf trip. What, what was it like? Just well, take, take me through the beginning. I'll
0: culminate with the Saturday afternoon because that's okay. when we played Pebble, Pebble Beach. Right. Okay? Right. So we went out there, and we we're going to stay out there for seven days. We flew out on a Tuesday. We we're going to fly back on a Monday. The first initial round was at a golf course in Santa Cruz called Pasatiempo, and that's where we stayed for a couple of nights. Pasatiempo in Santa Cruz, absolutely fantastic course, 300 dollars So you're going to pay, once you're out in California, you're going to pay a nice price to play a lot of golf courses out there. Uh, We moved to Monterey on uh, Friday morning, and I played a golf club called the uh, Pacific Grove Golf Links. And that's a – they call it the poor man's pebble out there. You've got six holes on the ocean. The scenes are absolutely fantastic. It costs $71 to play. Now, if you're not weirded out by cemeteries and or mausoleums, they're both of those on the golf course. So on the course next to the Pacific Ocean – there is also a cemetery and a mausoleum. So if you're not freaked out by that, you might find your, your ball next to a headstone right on the ground. As long as you're not freaked out, you'll find yourself beautiful vistas and beautiful views of the Pacific did, Ocean out did there. Did that happen
1: to you at all? Did you have a, a golf course? Uh, I,
0: I was next to the mausoleum. Okay. I, I went there, and I'm like, oh, my, this is a beautiful building with dead bodies in it. Okay. So you find a way to go ahead and survive. But that was a great day and a great course, Okay. And we're in Monterey, uh, we check in to the lodge, which is what you do when
1: you're at Pebble Beach. You it's check the, it's the world the lodge. famous lodge. The mean, world I've, I've famous heard, lodge. so watching that tournament every year, I hear about the lodge.
0: Glorious, uh, it's two per room, spacious bedrooms, beautiful amenities, a fireplace in the room, you got a deck, we are right outside the, the first tee. So every morning you heard the crack of golf balls out there, you can go out and have a cup of coffee and watch people tee off on the first hole at Pebble Beach. It was absolutely fantastic. So I went out, and I didn't play the best golf of my life, also not in the best conditions of my life, in, in beautiful, uh, in, uh, Monterey, on the Monterey Peninsula. The first round was at Spyglass Hill, and I shot 122. To be fair, there were 20-mile-an-hour wins. Okay? The greens were wonderfully beautiful, very easy to put on as far as they were, they were true. What you saw is what you were going to get. You listened to your caddy. You knew exactly where the, where the balls were going to go. I uh, was greenside bunker in four. It was a par five. <laughs> greenside bunker. If I get up and down, I get a Sandy. I got myself a beautiful, uh, beautiful bogey six. And you'd be happy with that? I'd be happy with that. So I'm in the beach, and, and, and it's a little bit, I guess, different than the beach that we play at home. Stroke five, ball goes up and down. Six, up and down. Seven, advance just a little bit forward. Now I'm trying to figure out what the H am I doing. Eight, up and down. Nine, finally out. Two putt for an 11. So I started my trip at the beautiful Monterey Peninsula on the property of Pebble Beach with a beautiful 11. And it really never got better from that point on as we were just trying to figure out what the hell was wrong with the sand out there. And I finally got some advice from the caddy. he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, this sand is not like the sand you got back in the Midwest. He goes, you got to play the ball out of the middle of your stance, and you got to be really vertical, and you come down hard on it, and it'll pop the ball out. And I told him, I said, four holes ago, that would have been fantastic <laughs> advice because I had troubles in the sands. So either way, uh, Spyglass Hill was absolutely fantastic. You saw the whole course. You had holes on the ocean. You had holes that were tree-lined. Uh, you listened to the caddy. The caddy gave you great advice when you're out there. If you're going out there, take a caddy. Make sure you have a caddy, not just a four caddy, a guy that's going to find your balls, but somebody that can give you actual advice on where to put the ball, how's it going to break, because sometimes you think it's going one way, and gentlemen, when I tell you it's going the other way, it's going the other way, and it's usually going the other way hard. So that was exciting. On Sunday, we played Spanish Bay. Now, of the two, everybody says, well, you know, Pebble, Pebble, Pebble. A lot of people want to tell you Spyglass Hill is absolutely fantastic, and it's as good as Pebble for half the price. I'm going to tell you, Spanish Bay is the hidden gem out there. Spanish Bay is glorious. And I might be a little bit unfair because we played that in some of the better conditions of the weekend, which meant there were only 10 mile an hour winds, 10 to 12, and it was still a drizzle and still a little bit, you know, still a little bit of that wind. Yeah, the course the course was a little bit saturated because it had been raining the whole weekend, kind of. So that course was a little bit saturated. So if you're looking like you're heading to trouble, the ball would hit, it would plug, it would stop. So you found yourself, but. Approach shots with wedges after that in the muck and in the rain, and you were, you know, taking big divots. And if you didn't catch the ball first, then you were going to have yourself some adventures. But I think Spanish Bay is the an absolute treat out there for the amount of money that you pay. And it's all 300 plus Spyglass is 300 plus Pebble Beach is in the $600 range. Plus, you're staying at the lodge. So if you're going to go out there, make sure you have a big, heavy pocketbook, okay? That's what you want to have, a big, heavy pocketbook. That's what it's all about. Now, on the golf club, let's get to the golf club of choice. And that's Pebble Beach. We teed off on Saturday. We went with 22 guys. 22 guys. One of the guys just had some knee surgery about three months ago. He had replaced the knee and he still was a little bit hobbled. They took care of him, they gave him one of those ambulatory carts. He could drive wherever, just not on the greens. And he was able to play all 18 holes with us, and he ended up walking up the 18th fairway just so he can get a good feel of what was going on. So, you know, he wanted to be able to at least walk one hole, and it was the 18th hole. Pebble Beach, Randy. What's Pebble Beach known for? What does it have the great distinction of, of well, the, being? Well,
1: the scenery. On
0: the PJ Tour. The scenery. The scenery's fantastic, yeah. but the scenery's fantastic at Torrey Pines also. True.
1: They've got the smallest greens on the PJ Tour. Okay.
0: So if you're on in regulation, is, it, what, is you've it got a legitimate chance to Is it se- se- at seven, eight, nine?
1: Are those the? Is that the famous uh, seven, eight, well, nine? The- for my money, six, seven, eight, nine are the the best parts of the golf course. Okay.
0: The best parts of the golf course is six, seven, eight, nine. Six is the par five that goes up that hill.
1: Oh, that's that's it's, glorious. Yeah. That you have that you second it's blind, shot. It's a that's, blind second shot. That second shot, it looks like you're hitting so far uphill. I'm like, how do these? Yeah. And all these guys put it on the green. It's yeah, unbelievable.
0: And the further right you are, the more you've got to get the ball up in the air. So the further right you are, and to the right is that Monterey, uh, the, uh, the, the bay over there. So you're going to be in trouble no matter what. But that's the one that goes up the hill. Blind second shot for me. It was a blind fifth shot. <laughs> Put six on and got myself a wonderful snowman on that hole. But six, seven, eight, nine is worth the price of admission when you're out there. And what, you know, what's, what's the, the part ocean. three? You could,
1: you could even include the fifth. The fifth is a part three. What's the short part three that you, I bet that you wouldn't make it on the, the seventh the, hole? Seventh hole. And it's what, what, what did it played that day, like 100?
0: 107 yards. 107 seventh yards. Seventh hole. Well, 20 mile an hour wind in our face. The ice crystals were falling from the sky. It wasn't snow, but it was ice crystals along with some, some uh, rain or some sleet or whatever it was. So what'd, you, what'd it, you hit? It only, seven iron. Seven iron. Seven iron into the spinach. So hitting three from where the ball entered, put it on two-putted, and got myself a nice five. So isn't that perfect? A five. Then the, the next hole is a blind tee shot. You can't see where you're going to land the ball. They give you an idea where to head. The further left you are, the better you are. If you're right, you end up going into a 75-foot crevice, a, a canyon, which leads straight into the Pacific Ocean. And uh, I'll I'll be releasing a bunch of videos and shots from 6 7 eight, and nine, and on the ninth hole I ended up hitting. But the uh, Jack Nicholas called the second shot on eight the most spectacular golf shot in golf. So that's the one where if, if you're right and you're there, you probably got about 175 to 180 yards looking at a green that you're flying over basically the Pacific Ocean to get to that green and it is glorious and i've got video of it and i'm going to produce it and i'm going to put it out there so you guys can all take a look at it and see exactly what it looks like but it's absolutely fantastic and the ninth hole is when i hit from the beach
1: right so that's that was also an amazing shot that was an amazing show. you got to put that yeah. video up. that was amazing
0: well that video is going to be on there you yeah. can't
1: see the ball and you can't see where it goes yeah. but
0: The results and the
1: applause that that I heard someone say, nice shot. So I was like, wow, okay. He must have hit it. Yeah, it was the
0: guy, the videographer, the birthday boy, Pete the Greek Vasily, was the guy that was on the shot. He climbed halfway down the hill. They go, You're going to hit it? I said, What else am I going to do? The ball has been found, right? Right. It's on the sands of the Pacific. Nobody else is going to try this shot today. I'm the only guy that gets to try this shot. Why? Because my ball ended up down there. So, I mean, you don't just go down there and put the ball on the beach and say, hey, I'm going to play this shot just to see what it's like. Nobody does that because everybody can play golf. Nobody plays it the way I do. I find every nook and cranny on Pebble Beach that anybody could find. I hit shots from where nobody hits shots in the world. So I go down there, and there was a a lovely young couple canoodling in the corner. And the seawall there is uh, man-made by Pebble Beach. To reinforce some of the walls, They've, they put a man-made wall that goes alongside there. So there's a young couple canoodling right next to me. And so I get there, and I said, watch you know, your eyes. I said, if the sand kicks up, the wind's going to blow it all over the place, so be careful. So I took a pitching wedge down there because the shot was probably about, yeah, it was probably about 45 feet up the hill. And in distance-wise, it was probably like a 35 to 40-yard shot. So I took a pitching wedge. And at that point, it's just you got to rear back and you got to swing and pray to the heavens that it's going to be a nice one. I, I strike it. It comes out gloriously. Hits up in the, in, the, in the thick grass first, onto the fringe, rolls onto the green, and left myself probably about a 32-footer. And what it was for, only, it didn't even matter. I was on the beach, and I made a spectacular shot, a shot that would be envious of even Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka. Phil Mickelson, who's a shot maker in his own right, if they see that shot, they're like, boy, that took some, you know, some brass ones. It took more brass ones than it did to take Ryan Pace to draft Mitch Trubisky and move up one spot. We you know how catastrophic that is. But we did that shot. We ended up finishing the, uh, the 18 holes, and it, it was It was spectacular. it's a bucket list trip for every single golfer out there, whether you're a great golfer, you're an amateur golfer, you see it on TV every single February or March, and you tell yourself, man, I got to get out there. I got to get out there. It was great. If the weather would have cooperated, it would have been fantastic. The best day we had was when we played Paso Tiempo on Wednesday. The weather there was 80 degrees, and we had just slight winds. So that was the best day to play golf of all the days that we were out there. If it wasn't 20-mile-an-hour blowing in off the ocean, you know, where you're taking two, three clubs more, uh, it probably would have been a a spectacular time. I recommend going in July, August, September, October. July through October is when you want to get out there. That's when the weather's nice. You can play in shorts. You can relax. You can have yourself a fun time. That's what it's all about. The trip probably cost me in excess of 5K, but that was for everything. I had all those extra days. You could do it probably for under 4 but you have to stay at the lodge. You've got to be there. That's the only way they do things. That's how you get your tea times. You've got to stay at the lodge, so it's going to be a pricey little experience. Well, we you just you, happen you, to add a ton more golf. Out you there. really have
1: to love golf to do this trip because it's it's that's, yeah. that's, that's expensive. I, well, I, that's I've, what
0: it's about. You know, I have I a couple questions Pinehurst for you. Last year. November, and if uh, if I had to have my Druthers and you know bang for the buck, Pinehurst is a fantastic trip, and Pinehurst is more of a party. Because they've got these shuttles that take you everywhere all over the property. And they encourage you to go ahead and start cocktailing early in the morning and have yourself a, a great time. So if that sounds pricey to you, think about Pinehurst in, in November when we went. That's when the prices get slashed a little bit. And it was still absolutely spectacular, and it was wonderful. All right, here on the Golf Club, not only are we going to tell you stories about great golf. Hold on.
1: Go ahead, continue. I was going to say, yeah. I, was, I was. I had a question for you, Eric. Yeah, go ahead. Before, uh, so for... The novice golf fan, or, or golf fan like myself, who I've never, I've never had a caddy in my life. Okay, what, what do you, what standard the tip for a caddy? I mean, you're paying so much. We t- as it is. Listen,
0: we tipped the guy if it was one caddy for two guys, depending upon how good he was, it would have been fifty a man. If he, we thought it was exceptional, we'd have kicked it up to hundred a man.
1: Okay, so, okay? so fifty it's a man. If one guy
0: just for yourself, I right. give him a hundred dollars all okay. the time. So that's the tips that I give the caddies. If it's one guy, it's 50 a man. If it's uh, were, I mean, were one you, guy for two golfers, 50 a man. If it's one guy, one golfer, then I give him
1: $100. Were you told beforehand, here's the they, standard They'll rates?
0: give you a range of what you want to do, yes. Okay. They'll you, tell you at, 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 right at the beginning, this is what the, the minimum that they get. This is the minimum.
1: And you, okay. have, Anything you have to better, take... better,
0: you can give them more. You have to take a caddy, right? Uh, at Pebble, you had to take a caddy, yes. Okay. It was at least one caddy for two people. That was
1: the minimum. That's what you had to do, yes. Gotcha. Okay, now I need to know what was the – I know you said the weather wasn't great, but what was the best part? Because uh, I, just, you know, the views when you're watching Pebble is just awesome. But, to, like, was it the, the views when you're – especially on 18 there. I love 18. I love that 18th hole with the tree right in the middle on the fairway. What was the best part of playing Pebble? Well, like, for, for me, I thought the best holes were 6, 7, 8, 9. That Those four pack of holes
0: were, were, were the best part. And seven itself, if I would have made a better effort on it, the seventh hole is what you go there to play. That's the one that you want to be on the green. That's the one where you want to have a chance at birdie and maybe birdie that hole. That, that, that's what you want to do. That's where you want to cause your problems. The 18th hole is not that spectacular. It isn't? No, it looks great on, on, on video. I was greenside in three. Got out of the bunker and had a chance at par. Wow. You know, and I love at that, that point, the, the wind the was way. at my back because there was a weird wind and it was at my back. So I, I drove uh, into the sand right of the tree, got out, put the ball in the bunker to the right of the green, and popped it out of there. Uh, but yeah, I learned to play the bunkers at that point. Popped it out and left myself a twelve footer, which I hit on the on the the, the ridge and uh, I mean, right on the edge of the cup, and I didn't end up making it.
1: So, so York before before we wrap things up here, I, I wanted to tell you a quick story because, as I told you, when I was working at One on One Sports, we covered the U.S. Open at Pebble, and I just remember every day like bringing like three different outfits because you'd get there in the morning, like you know, we got there early, like seven or seven thirty. It would be like fifty five degrees. I, I understood that, but then by 11 o'clock, it was warm. So you take your everything off. You know, you take the, the extra layers off. But then at 2 o'clock, it'd get back to cold again. So it was crazy weather there. But my story was on Friday, this is Jack's final U.S. Open. And uh, I'm walking with your guy, Rick Ballew, okay? And we're going to walk the course. And I said, he goes, let's go walk 6, 7, and 8. Those are the famous holes. I said, hold on. We are right at 15, I think. I said, let's see this group and see who's coming in. And it was Jack and Tiger. I can't remember who they were playing with, but it was Jack and Tiger and another guy. And I said, Rick, this is Jack's final round. Let's walk in with Jack. Let's run up to 17. He's like, nah, I'm going to 6, 7, eight. So I walked in with Jack. And I don't know if you remember, at Pebble, Jack needed a birdie on 18. And I, I just, I still remember the, the picture of him sitting, again, sitting on the fence on the 18th tee saying, that is going to be a great picture someday. And it ended up being a great picture. Jack got on the green in two and three putted and missed the cut by one shot. So, I mean, I was there. I was walking with Jack on his final round at the U.S. Open as a competitive golfer. I thought it was pretty awesome. I love Pebble. Your stories were great. I can't wait to see all the pictures you're going to put on social media because I think it's a great course. And uh, it, it lives up to the expectations, right?
0: Fantastic course. And, and you're right. Even in June, you still have those weather changes where it's a little bit cool in there. We had no, no weather changes when we were there. It was cold. It was cold. It was windy. It was cold. That's what it was. July through October, if you get a chance to get out there. Trust me, you'll have a ball. The Monterey Peninsula, Pebble Beach, Spanish Bay, Spyglass Glass Hill, uh, Paso Tampa, and Santa Cruz. And, of course, Pacific Grove, the poor man's pebble, Five rounds of golf in five days. We had a ball out there. We're going to do it every single week, every single Wednesday. This is Yurko, the golf club here at you. It's the podcast of podcasts. We'll see you next week.